Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bobblehead Podcast. We have a another interesting show today. We've been talking about stress, a series on stress, and today we talk a lot about mindset of what's the mindset we have in dealing with stress. Um, both of them, how do we go about dealing with the subject of what's taking place um, along also along the lines of how do we think about that stress and do we make it a bigger deal sometimes than it really is and how do we how do we handle that especially with those around us so I think you're in for a treat so uh, keep tuning in listen up and enjoy it so um <laughs> it's been a morning man dude <laughs> yeah it's been a morning um you uh how was your weekend? So let's start with that. Let's no, talk about something happy. It, yeah, it was good. Um, you know, we've talked before about some of the ongoings with with the house, right? We decided yep. to pivot and lease it out, mm-hmm. and uh, we're able to get some pretty awesome tenants, um, get them in, get them under a contract. So I spent the weekend, especially Sunday, frantically cleaning, yeah. right? And not the house is clean; it was staged, we were, you know, for showings, yeah. but. Um, there's the garage and for mm-hmm. anybody who's ever moved, the house is easy. Yeah. It's the garage. It's, it's the damn garage, yeah. man. Like it, it's, it's so full of stuff. Yeah. And especially if that garage has an attic Ooh. and you just put stuff up there. Right. Yeah. And then out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, you have to find, grows. you have to like, in, find a place to put it. Yeah. And you, you know, we have a sauna in there. We have a workout rig in there. You know, I was like going to ask you about the sauna. Did you get, did you have to take it down? And move we're we're going to move it. I, I left it. So, so blazer girl, my, my 1990 K5, she has a dead battery. So I got to get a new okay. battery and, and get her running. So the sauna and the blazer are both still there. Okay. I told him about it when we, we, we met this morning Yeah, and uh, he's, he's cool with it. Okay. And, uh, but those are also my two favorite things about the house. So I got to make sure that both those things. Make right. It over. Yeah. 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 So you remember you, you've, you know, especially growing up and as you were young, everybody has a landlord, right? Mm-hmm. And so you remember how you used to see the landlord? Like it was always either really not really good person. Sometimes them were great and awesome. And, but you know, there was always a bit of authority to a landlord because it's basically their place. It's their right? house, yeah. So walking around this morning, did it ever hit you that like, I'm that guy now? Yes. And it's kind of a weird mindset thing, right? Because I'm like, I want it to be their, their place, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're paying us not an insignificant amount of money right. to be able to lease this, this property. And so I, I want it to be their place, but you know, answering questions, but it's, uh, you're almost like, this is the way that it is. Yeah. So like, yeah, you know, there's a, like, like this thing doesn't work real well. And like the yeah. garage, but like yeah. you, you take it, take it's, it or leave it. We're not, not selling a new house. spot. Yeah. yeah. It's not, it's not a new house. But, uh, but again, they're, they're in their thirties and they're both professionals and they're, they're moving from a different part of the state. So they want to yeah. get here and get established. And, um, but a pretty significant step for us because it allows us to retain this property. Again, it's 12 and a half acres. Right. right. And, to, re- to be able to retain this as an asset, you know, two weeks ago we were like, crap, like the sky's falling, like the, these people just backed out on us. But now we're just kind of repurposing it. It's on an egg exemption. We have cattle, we have a grazing lease on it. Um, and now we have people in there that are covering the mortgage plus 30% kind of thing, you know? Nice. So it puts us in a position where, so it went from kind of a, a liability that we were, we were hoping mm-hmm. upon the point of sale was gonna turn into right. an asset. Now we get to retain it and it still becomes an asset, right? Mm-hmm. So. It's pretty cool. So, so what do you think the first thing to go out is going to be? Is it going to be the pool pump, or is it going to be the, the air conditioning unit? Is it going to be what? what is it going to be a a, uh, a leak in the in the foundation? I would like what, to introduce you first? to my friend American Home Shield, who is not a sponsor of this podcast, but maybe they should be because that was one of the first things that we yeah. put on this thing was it was a was a home warranty a warranty right? yeah. 
And, you know, I know things are going to happen, but things happen at your home anyway, right? They do. And, and so what we're doing is running it through an LLC yeah. and everything just goes into a separate oh. account. And then you get to do depreciation. You get to deduct nice. your, your yeah. pretty much any, a lot of expenses in terms of repairs, improvements, um, you know, nice. all that stuff. Yeah. And we'll just keep it in a separate account and write, yeah. write checks against that and be able yeah. to show a loss at the end of the year and, you know, do the dance with the tax man. Baby. Awesome. Good for you. So. So basically, you won't have to worry about people flipping you off behind your back. You just know it'll happen because you're a landlord now. Yeah, right. Like, mm-hmm. but it's it's part of heavy's the head that wears the crown. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Seriously, I said, don't call me Mister Marceau. Oh, do call me Mister Marceau. <laughs> Wait, now that I've thought about it, <laughs> could, you could, <laughs> and I would, I would be, I would prefer that you, uh, when you refer to me, you refer to me as sir. Yeah. Because you know, most people are like, oh, my, it's Davin. You know, Mister Marceau is my dad, but I don't have a dad. <laughs> So oh, I have to be Mr. Another Marceau. topic, another day. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different one. And then, you know, pile on the fact that the, the kids started school today. Today was a big day. Dude. You know, okay, here's, we're empty nesters. We, I don't think we're as excited about school starting as the parents. Because, because everything during the day gets so much easier to deal with. Okay. Like Jamie was talking about, she was, I can't wait for school to start. Yeah. Just, I would imagine y'all just don't leave the house between probably... 7.30 and 8.30 when people are going to, to school. And then, you know, the three to four, avoid, a, avoid a, those yeah, two. It's a small window. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm here, so it doesn't right. affect me. But for her, she yeah, she's usually home before then, you know, and she knows when to go, when not to. And, you know, it's really, the high school's not bad. It's just, if you go to Horizon, yeah. it's the crazy, you know, who puts an elementary school right next to a middle school? Right. You know, it's and pickup days are just a nightmare, even though they're kind of a little bit staggered. Yeah. Just a nightmare. Well, in, in the way that our community is, not a lot of kids bus. You know, there, there's a lot of, yeah. a lot of moms that take to and from. And mm-hmm. so it, the streets are just lined with yeah. Tahoes and yeah. Escalades and, you yeah. know, the typical like Heath mom vehicle. Exactly. <laughs> and those Yeti coolers don't have ice and iced tea in them. <laughs> no. Yeah. It, but in fairness, it's eight o'clock in the morning. So it's light. It's like a Chardonnay. Like it is. Yeah, it is. Like, or, or a Bloody Mary. You don't change right? the hard stuff till noon. Yeah. So, Sophie's sitting there going, what? Never actually <laughs> happens. Yeah. 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 It, <laughs> One one categorical in life is that if you see an adult with a Yeti, it does not have water in it. No. Like 100%. And if it yeah. does, just leave them alone. They're crazy. Like there's something they're very just, wrong with them. If there's water in it, they're rinsing it. Yeah. And what we do is we'll go places like for homecoming last year. Mm. The kids were all jumping on this this bus at, at one of the one of the parents' house that was right there on the lake. And we look for the Yeti people. Oh, yeah. Because we know those are our people. Right, because right. we walk in with Yetis, right, and right. ours didn't have water in it either. And you make sure you pull, pull them out of the kids' hands before they go on the bus. Sure, yeah, but in, and we, for the most part, know the parents that are going to have Yetis, and right. those are we are with our people. Those are, at those that are what we call your double wall friends, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but a senior, crazy Peyton senior yeah. year started yeah. today. Wow, just nuts. That's crazy. I mean, that's this is was it emotional for you at all? Lisa and I talked about that this morning, and with football, it feels like he's been a senior since May. Because spring when spring football right, started, right. he was in the senior class. Yeah, and so it's kind of been a slow start, but if if I sit and think about it, like it automatically yeah. produces a lump in my throat. Yeah, but um, but again, it feels like he's been in this position since about yeah. May. So I know a lot of athletes when they go to college, you know, um, and especially if they play football, you know, especially if they had like a single mom, they get their mom's name like tattooed on their arm or something. So since you were kind of a single dad, is Peyton going to get get dad or you know or, or like a like a halo with Davin? I don't. I don't own a crystal ball. 
but if I were and I were to peer into it, I don't think I will find myself, my name adorned on my son's body <laughs> anywhere, you know, maybe like with a curse word above it or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit different with, with probably boys, all for the better boys and dads. No, think about it, all for the better, all for the better. Yeah. Yeah. So thinking about, thinking about the first day of school and thinking about parents and thinking about, you know, all of that starting, it reminds me a lot of kind of our series mm. about stress. You like that segue? Yeah, that was good. That was good. Thanks. Man. Thanks. You're I, good I didn't this. really think much about that, but it just came to me. Um, so let's, let's continue on to in that series of, of talking about stress. We talked a little bit about, I think the first one was, what was it? What were we do? It doing? was movement. Movement. Yeah. yeah. It was about moving. And the second one was talking about meditation, mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure freaked a lot of people out, but yeah. hopefully a lot of people Googled it or, you know, did, did you know I did my first meditation session? You're full of it. Yeah, you're, I'm completely full, you're of, full it. of it. I know it's on did. my list. I know you didn't. Yeah, I see your Trello board. It's, it's nowhere to nope. be seen. No. So, um, so today we're going to talk about something completely different. So, what, what's the topic today? Yeah. So, we're, I think we've talked. The first two sessions were about like how to react, how to respond to stress, right? And it's you know get get out and move, exercise, whatever that happens to be, or or do meditation. I think these next couple we're going to spend talking about how we prepare ourselves in life, like the front end, like, like how do we prevent stress from becoming an overwhelming situation? Right. And, and I think the first one I'm going to talk about is mindsets right? and um, you know, what we do and how we live our lives that put us in a position to deal with the inevitability of, of stress when it hits, because mm-hmm. it's not an if it's a win, right? right? And we all live with stress and it's difficult to account for like a situation that we were going through with the house. Right. But it's if you insulate your mind and understand that stress is a natural component of life and you're able to employ some of those front end mindsets before it happens, then when it happens, I, I think it, it acts as like an, an insulating activity, right? Yeah. Where, where it gets to the, it prevents it from being so overwhelming. Yeah. So it, it's something we all do. Um, and we talk a lot about mindsets on so this is, you know, if you really boil it down to a lot of stuff we talk about on this podcast, it's mindsets. Right. And, and the idea behind the mindset of this is in any mindset is really, it's about how do you think about something? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not, you know, things happen in life and, and it's not about necessarily always how you react to it, but it's about how you think about this situation. Right. So let's talk about, let's talk through some tools and maybe you can give us some tips of some things that you deal with, some things you use, some tools that you use and some mindsets you use to kind of set yourself up to deal with stress ahead of time. So one of the things, Stoic philosophy, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Stoics talked about, and it's actually tattooed on my arm, memento mori, and, it, and it's Can say it rough, again. memento mori, and it All roughly right. translates to remember you will die. And as macabre as that sounds, right, like what they would do is when they would come home from these, these great battles, they would, you know, they'd, they'd have these, these big parades and in the ear of the general would be whispering, they'd, they'd be whis- have somebody whisper memento mori. And it meant that all this is good and all of it is great, but it, at the end of the day, everybody's going to die, yeah. right? So live with virtue, live with honor, live with integrity. And so part of Stoic philosophy is letting go of the things that you can't control, right? And fo- only focus on the activities and the reactions that you can have. So in a stressful situation, for example, you know, something's going to happen. Let, let's, let's go back to the house, right? right? I can't control, and I know that I can't control the actions of the people that were going to buy the house, right? Right. But I was in 100% control of the way that I responded to that activity, right? Mm-hmm. And it's such an easy thing to talk about. It's an easy thing to say, dude, just let it go. 
you know, right. say to your wife, hey, calm down, right? Yeah. Relax. It's not sure. that big of a deal, right? Yeah. And that works so well. <laughs> yeah. Every time. But but through repetition, it really is, you again, you can't control it, but you can control how you respond to your loved ones, right. how you respond to your kids, how you respond to your colleagues in those mm-hmm. types of stressful situations. And it really makes you slow down on the front end. And in the beginning, just say nothing. Yeah. Say less, right? And that yeah. was a big part of Stoic philosophy too is, you know, say about 25% of the words that you want to say. Mm-hmm. You don't always have to have an opinion. You right. don't always have to have a perspective. Sometimes you can just say nothing. Yeah. And that pausing on the front end immediately after something stressful happens allows you to collect your thoughts and respond in a way that's productive and respond in a way that is within your span of control as opposed to trying to dive into the mind of the person that wronged you or, you know, right the right the wrong because that's something that ultimately, no matter how much you gnash teeth, no matter how hard you fight, no matter how loud you yell or how poorly you respond to other people, it's not going to change it. It goes back to the, the, the mindset we talked about on the podcast a while back. And that was it. What, 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 how, do you, how do you deal with things when, th- when what, what happens when bad things happen, mm-hmm. right? When something bad happens to you or you get bad news or whatever, you know, one of the things that, that we learned from Bergeron was the idea of, of say good, yeah, man, it's tough when you get that news of, you know, somebody bailed on somebody bailed on on the house deal, um, you know, it it's the the last thing in your head is good because it's not good, but it's it's that idea of a pause, of saying that gives yeah. you a pause, and, and that the and if you haven't listened to that podcast, the idea behind that is, is that when we pause, when we say good, we have to stop and think, okay, I. I this has happened. I can't control it, but what can I? Where can I go from here, right? So that pause is something very, very powerful that you said. And that pause says, "Okay, this has happened. Okay, let that sink in. I can be upset. Doesn't mean you can't mm-hmm. be upset about it. Pause and say, okay, where where can I do from here? Let's let's get the let's get the rest of the story. Let's get the big picture, and let's then control. Let's let's control now what we do moving forward." Right. Because one of the things that we when we get in a stressful situation is the first thing we do is that fight or flight in, a, in our brains. The problem is when we do that, our brains go crazy. Yep. Right. And we always go crazy of how can I get it's like when you're underwater and you're, you're about out of air, you get panicky mm-hmm. and you go back to the top as fast as you can. It's almost like our brains do that, too. And, and we, we try to get back to where we were. We try to get out of it quick so that it doesn't hurt. Right. And the reality is it's going to, right? Yeah. It's going to suck. But that pause helps us think through, what do I do next? And I keep thinking, you know, in my mind, I'm kind of using that that concept of when you were on vacation and got that email. Mm-hmm. You know, man, it was a pretty crappy day after that. But I'm sure one of the things you did was towards, you know, after the initial shock is, okay, so we need what we need to do is figure out our options. Where do we go from here? You know, what do we do? Who do we talk to? What, who's our who? Right. And so in your mind, you start thinking about the next steps. And there's something about that of knowing that you have steps. And for me, I have to write them down sometimes is those steps are what allow my brain to settle and calm, knowing that I have a step forward. Right. And it's like when something happens, especially later in the day, I have to stop and think, okay, what can I, I can't control that tonight, but here's in the morning here's the things that I'm going to go through. Sometimes it's a post-it note. I do it notes in my phone. It's like, I need to, I need to do this and this tomorrow to start working towards figuring out how to deal with that. 
there's something about for me writing that down or getting some steps in my head or for you Trello board, yeah. right? Whatever it is that give us a little bit of peace. And so, you know, for me is one of the things of handling stress is that pause, is that pause, think through it, and then coming up a series of steps. Yeah. One thing I want to go back to is the this concept of fitting facts to a feeling. Yeah, we talked right? about this last week. You when when you're when you're mad about something, when you're when your feelings are hurt, when you feel like you've done wrong, like you want to find facts that rationalize the way that you feel. Yep. And it's easy to do that to the, to the direct point, but when you can't find the the fact to fit the feeling there, you start looking for other things, yep. right? And this is something where where I really struggle is I'm like I'm frustrated about the house not selling. So now I'm more irritable when it comes to dishes in the sink. Oh, I'm yeah. more frustrated yeah. when it comes to, you know, somebody bothering me at work, mm-hmm. right? Because I want to find things that justify the way that I feel. Mm-hmm. And as a parent, as a spouse, it's easy to do because you've yeah. got this like low hanging fruit and you've got mm-hmm. these targets and, you know, kids are messy and they're, they're just pains in the ass to deal with sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you can find yourself becoming a, a, a worse role model, a worse husband, a worse father. And it has nothing to do with the way that the kids have acted. They're, they're always this way. Kids are kids, but you, you want to key in on that because again, it makes you feel better. You're like, mm-hmm. that's why I'm stressed. And when in reality, right. I'm not stressed about dishes in the sink because yeah. that's part of life. Yeah. I'm stressed because I need to find something that justifies the way that I feel in my heart and in my head. And it's like that, the whole thing about, you know, I've got one nerve left and you're all over it. Right. And, and, and once, once your nerves have hit that point, man, everything in the world, mm-hmm. and for me, it's not as much as looking for things. It's like, for me, I get a little bit of a victim mentality yeah. when things, when, when something big happens and I'm stressed about it and it's like, Hey, can, can everybody just let me be for a day? I've got this bad thing that's taking place. Cannot, can, can we have just a day where everything goes right? Right. You know, I've yeah. got enough to deal with without doing it. And so I, because I, I, it's hard to stack things on top of each other. You know, because then you think you're, I'm, um, I can't swim through it. I can't yeah. swim out of this. Um, when the reality is, man, they're little bitty pebbles, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm trying to pick these things up like they're big rocks. Yeah. And, but they seem like big rocks because of the situation I have in front of me. Well, sometimes it's like we want to make them big rocks. Sure, we do. Because again, it, it makes, it justifies the way that we feel inside. Yeah. Right. And we end up looking for them and we end up making yeah. them bigger than they are. Yeah. Um, and we see that happen a lot at work. Like I get that way at work and I think you do too. It's like, okay. So, pipeline is is low right so we need to dig into not just sales and figure out why but let's let's dig into support like man that's yeah. like that didn't happen fast enough and this didn't happen yeah. fast enough and that didn't happen fast enough right. and and so like you end up working yourself into a frenzy and convincing mm-hmm. yourself that because one function in the company happens to be lagging due to you know external circumstances beyond our control mm-hmm. that everybody's doing everything wrong yeah and and you end up <laughs> getting the whole company stirred up if you're not careful. Right. And that's, that's somewhere yeah. where, where I really struggle. Yeah. And just for context, forecast looks really good right through at the end of the year, by the way. Absolutely. I looked at it. Yeah. yeah. I good. looked at it. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> um, but it, it also, you know, when, when things happen, it's also a time where, you know, we have to look at what around us is going right. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes focus on that a little bit to say, you know what, I can get through this because I've dealt with this before or other things in my life are good. And it's, it's kind of a, you know, in our family, we kind of stick, it's maybe it's time to count our blessings a little bit. Yeah. And so, you know, for Jamie and I, it's sometimes we get in the pool and just get on a floaty and just mm-hmm. talk about, man, you know, sometimes we don't, we forget about how pretty these trees are. Yeah. 
that we planted 10 years ago and how they've grown. And, and you know, it's little, it's the little things like that, that man, we should take for granted. Um, and sometimes you have to stop and smell those roses. Yeah. Lisa does a good job of kind of bringing me back too. she's like, you know what? We're happy. We're healthy. Yeah. We're loved yeah. by a lot of people. Yeah. There's a lot of really good things that are going right. Yeah, so all that, but a couple. Yeah, a couple. Yes. <laughs> so I mean, so why word. why let this one big thing yeah. dictate our lives in the moment, right? right when right. It, it's it's really a small blip in time at the it end is. of the day, and and so why let that create such like a, this big toxic frenzy in your life and and become this cloud that it's again it almost becomes to a point where you don't want it to go yeah. because it allows you to kind of wallow in this and and that's where not knowing how to deal with stress the right way mm-hmm. can become so incredibly toxic for yeah. people and the relationships that surround them. Yeah. Because we've, we've all met that person. Mm-hmm. That's the woe is me. Like life sucks. Like, and, and they begin to look for a confirmation mm-hmm. that it in fact does suck. Yeah. It's a, uh, you know, for me, I, it, I had an image in my head. So many times we make things out to be bigger than they really are. Yeah. And, and as, especially as guys, we want to just go crush that. Right. And so in my mind, something comes up and we see, oh my gosh, this is huge rock and it's right in front of me and I can't get around it. I have to do something about it. So we go and grab the biggest sledgehammer we can possibly grab because we're going to demolish this thing and we're going to, we're going to meet this big challenge with even a bigger, badder solution. Right. And man, we haul back and we, with everything we've got, we hit that rock, come to find out it's a rubber rock and it comes back and hits us right square in the forehead, right? I mean, it's happened so many yeah. times. When, if we really look at it, it's really just a small rock and it's, we can go around it. It's something we have to deal with, but it's not earth shattering, right? Yeah. So I know as, as, as guys, we tend to do that sometimes. Yeah, I'm a human sledgehammer and you know that. Yeah. So you're absolutely speaking my language. And, yeah. and there's a lot of times in my life where, where being default sledgehammer is good, yeah. but there's equal times where, where again, to your point, you know it's the whole equal and opposite reaction yeah. kind of thing. And all it would have taken was to take a little scalpel and yeah. make a little cut. And then everything is fixed. Right. Exactly. Said, like right. I bashed this thing into a million pieces. And yeah. now I spend the next six months, like looking for the pieces that I dropped right. on the floor and picking it up. And if I would have just applied a little bit of, you know, little scalpel action. Yeah. It would have been better. It's a good, that's really a good, <laughs> yeah, it's probably a good, good spot to end with the, yeah. Sometimes we use a scalpel and not a sledgehammer. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on it, man. <laughs> hey, man, I enjoyed this topic. This was good. I, I love talking about mindsets. Yeah, it's good stuff. Till next time. Thanks, buddy.